This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good evening, everybody. It's great to be with you this evening for our evening service. Man, we miss you guys. The more time we're spending in this lockdown, the more I'm starting to understand what Paul was saying uh, in his letters when he says, I longed for to be with someone or to be with the church or to visit you out of out of prison or, or wherever. Um, I, I'm beginning to understand it um, because, man, we miss you. We miss meeting together and worshiping God together and studying the word together like flesh and flesh and, and not over screens as we are now. But praise the Lord, we have technology. Praise the Lord, we can meet together like this. Second thing I want to say is just happy Mother's Day. I said it in the announcements, but we are so excited about mothers, um, natural and physical. We won't be able to do it without you. Um, so happy Mother's Day. We want to bless you. Um, yeah, I think I said enough in the in the announcements. For the word today, uh, we're going to jump into John 10. It's been uh, working in my heart. John 10 together with Psalm 23. Uh, just the Lord leading us as the shepherd, as the door, as our father. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's jump straight into it. We're going to John, John 10. We're going to start there. going to read through it for you. Um, 15 verses, but it's a beautiful story. Um, so read with me in your Bibles if you have your Bible with you or follow on the screen. Truly, well, this is Jesus speaking. Truly, it is Jesus speaking. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Jesus said again to them, again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand is not a shepherd who does not own the sheep. Sees the wolf who, who does not own the sheep. Sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them up and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father. And I lay my life down for the sheep. This is God's word. So it's a beautiful story that Jesus is um, sharing with us. Or first a story and then he unpacks it a bit. And it's so encouraging for us to hear this in this time. That Jesus is our door. He is our shepherd. Now, in the beginning, he's telling us a story. He's telling the people around him a story. 
a figure of speech or a parable and they don't get it. Um, and I think we're quick to jump and say, oh, we've got it. We get it. But I don't think we do. So maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but I think it's important to create a bit of context that in ancient Eastern times with shepherding, even up to today, it's, it's where they, it's the way they do things. It's a bit different to the way that we work sheep or farm with sheep. Like my father-in-law is a, is a sheep farmer and, and, and even he would have to, I would probably have to share this with him, um, that it would be new information in the way that Eastern uh, ancient shepherds shepherded their flocks. Um, so I'm going to give us a bit of context. So um, how it worked was a bunch of families would have, would live in the same area and they would have a pasture together and their sheep would be in a fold together, all mixed up. And the fold is just basically a, a wall that is built either square or round with just one entrance and uh, they would have a gatekeeper or the shepherd would um, would be there. One of the shepherds would be there to look after the sheep. Um, and the shepherds actually had a very, and, and this is something that's very different for, from what we know as farming with sheep and the way that they farmed with sheep. For us, it's, you know, you drive in a bucky or you've got your dogs, like we've got two border collies that, um, really want to get in under the sheep when we, um, when we go to my parents-in-law. But, um, you know, we, we drive the sheep in a certain direction and it's very commercial, very impersonal. But for the people listening to what Jesus was saying, this is a very personal occupation, shepherding. So they would actually have named every one of their sheep. And when they would come in, it's such a beautiful picture that the shepherd would come in. And, and obviously, it's it's obvious that anybody that comes in that's not coming through the door, coming in from some other way, trying to deceive or trying to hurt or whatever, is, is not the shepherd because the shepherd comes in through the door. So the shepherd would come in. And because it's all these family sheeps together, he would start in like a, a sing-song fashion. He would start naming the sheep and he would have nicknames for the sheep, much like we have for our pets, like fluffy or black ear or um, sleepy or whatever the the shepherd would want to call um, his sheep. But he would start in a sing song like man and start calling them. And just his sheep by hearing his voice would come out and they would come follow him out um, of the, of the fold. And once there, he would walk before them instead of, like kind of herding them from behind, he would walk before them and lead them to uh, green pastures, to lead them to, to, to safe places to, to graze. And the reason for this is that um, sheep are very helpless. And and in, in the Jewish mind, you know, Matthew 9 verse 36, uh, where Jesus says when, or in, in the gospel, it says when he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And this was a tragic image in our, in their minds. For us, it's like, oh, okay, they, they didn't have a shepherd. But for them, it was a tragic thing because for them, I think they understood how helpless sheep were. So like, for instance, 
sheep would walk into open fires. They are timid and stubborn at the same time. Uh, you know, a little rat or something, just a noise can scare them all into running into multiple directions. Uh, but in, in other times they are so stubborn that they will not move and they will actually come at you type of thing. Um, one of the funniest things that I, that I read up about, about sheep is that sometimes they would go and lie in a hollow, specifically those that are a bit overweight, those who maybe have a bit too much, um, wool, like their wool is a bit long and they would go and lie in these hollows or a depression in the ground and they would lie comfortably and everything would be fine until they stretched their legs out and then all of a sudden they would roll over and they would fall on their back and they would panic and they would kick and, um, try and claw their way back, but they would actually make it worse and they would fall on their back and they wouldn't be able to come right up and then they would unfortunately die. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just sheep are utterly helpless and desperately in need of a shepherd. Um, so it's a beautiful picture how the shepherd comes in and he takes his sheep out and leads them to safe um safe places there's interestingly enough there's a there's a doctor dr bod smith <coughs> excuse me dr dodds bod smith he was a professor of philosophy a couple of years ago at bethel college um not the church the university not the college um and he said something interesting he uh, which kind of struck true with me he said um sheep are prima facie or just like prime evidence against the theory of evolution because it says that the strong will survive but and the clever will survive or those who which evolve will survive but sheep have been there for millennia and they haven't survived and this is this what this doctor said they are helpless and in need of a shepherd and and fortunately and maybe it'll hurt some of our egos but we are sheep scripture continually refers to us as sheep um you can go find it all over scripture. Um, how funny is that? And I wonder, I just, I wonder if Jesus would be our shepherd and we would be sheep and he would have, and he would give us nicknames that would like be according to our characteristics. What some of our nicknames might be, would, our, would be grumpy or sleepy. Let's not go any further, but um, you get the point. Okay, so Jesus shares this parable about the the shepherd that comes in, and and this is known to them. They understand this fully. That shepherd come in, they know his voice. They come out with him. He leads them. They feed. That which comes in from the side is not the shepherd, and are thieves and robbers, and the sheep don't follow the the strangers. They actually run away. And they understand all of this, but they but they know and they perceive that there's something deeper. There's something more that Jesus is saying. And they say, but we don't understand. And Jesus just goes straight into it. And he says, truly, truly, in verse 9, he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So there's three things that we see there that he says, I am the door. It says you will be saved, you will go in and out, and you will find pasture. Three things that he says. We're just going to run through them 
briefly. So he says you will be saved, and that's obviously talking about salvation. And the only way, and this is a big claim that Jesus is making, he says, because I am the door, <coughs> excuse me, and luckily you guys are on the other side of the screen, and I'm on this side, um, so the cough doesn't get to you. But Jesus is the only way to have relationship with the Father is through me. The only way to be saved is through me, Jesus. And it's important to know that it's that it's not our works. Our works are not the door. Our going to church is not the door. Our relationships is not the door that gets us saved, that reconciles us unto Christ. It is Jesus Christ himself who is the door, nothing else. And oftentimes we can become familiar with God and, and assume relationship with him without a conscious or deliberate faith in Christ. So we just keep, we just go and we just, you know, our faith kind of turns to the things that we do. And we think that because we go to church or because we read our Bible, just like without, um, you know, not deliberately or without intention, like intentionally reading our Bible, intentionally seeking the Lord, we fall into this trap of thinking that, oh, because of what we do, we'll be saved. But it's our faith, our, our faith, our belief in Jesus that saves us. And and, and how do we get saved? It's, it's pledging allegiance to Christ. And I shared it in the, in the encouragement um, in this week about what faith truly is. And faith is, 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 you know, that man that walks across the, the tightrope from Canada to America over the Niagara Falls. And he asks, who, who believes that I can, that I can walk with a man with a wheelbarrow or a cart over, over this, um, tight line? Um, and everybody puts up their hands and he says, okay, who will be my first volunteer? And everybody puts their hands down and no one volunteers until his manager volunteers and says, you know, I believe in you. And that's what faith is. That's what belief is, is that our words and our, and our thoughts and our actions align. And that's what allegiance is, is when we say that, um, I confess in Jesus is Lord, that he is Lord of my life. I believe that he raised from the dead, that I will be saved. And I hold fast to this confession. That is what salvation is saying that Jesus, you are the only way the truth and the life. It is through you that I get to the Father. It is through you that I'm reconciled. So I confess that you are Lord of my life. I, I believe that you were raised from the dead, that you truly are the Son of God. And I hold fast to this confession. It is my hope and my security, and I run with it. That is what it means to, to pledge allegiance to Christ, to be saved, because it's only through Christ who is the door. Secondly, he says, you will go in and you will go out. I am the door, you will go in, you will go out. And what's that, what that's talking about is, is you will have safety and you will have protection. And in preparing for this, I found a beautiful story of, a, of an Old Testament theologian, uh, Sir George Adam Smith. I don't know if you maybe, if anybody maybe knows him. Um, but he tells a story of when he was in the East. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing, but it's in a conversational um, piece that I found this story. And he finds a shepherd, and the shepherd has 
obviously has his sheep and he asks him if he'll show him the fold where the sheep are held and he takes Sir George to the um, to the fold and it's just four walls with a gap in it as I explained earlier and um, Sir George asks him is this where they go in and the shepherd replies yes and when they're in they are when they're in there when they've come in everybody's in they're perfectly safe and so George looks puzzled and he asks but there's no door and the shepherd says I am the door now it's important to know that in in this context this is a like an Arab um, shepherd it's it's not a, a Christian shepherd who knows New Testament um, terminology he's he's just serious about the fact that he is the door and and Naturally, Sir George asks him, um, what do you mean, the door? And the shepherd replies that at night, when I've led all the sheep in, and, I'm, and I've counted them, and I make sure everybody's there, I lie in the door. I lie in this way, in this gap, so that any sheep that would go out would have to come over my body. And any wolf that had to come in would come in. Over my body, I am the door. How profound is that, that that image of Jesus saying, I am the door. I am those who are in the fold, I protect. I allow those who would want to come in. I would allow them to come in through me, as we discussed, as we said just previously. But also to any wolf that would want to come in, they would have to come over my body to come in to harm or hurt the sheep. Jesus is our door. And thirdly, you will find past you will find pasture. Um, I am the door and you will find pasture. There will be provision. Instead of as as we discussed earlier, the sheep would, would often wander around and they would um just like you know they would have the single mindedness of just going in a, in a certain way and um there would be great grazing pastures over here, but because they're walking this way, they would ignore that and they would graze here where there's not great um, forage. And Jesus says that I will provide for you. I will, I will come in. I will call you by name. I will lead you out and I will lead you to green pastures where you can have, where you're provided for. And then all of this is, is, is so beautifully summarized uh, in, in John 10 verse 10, the next verse, and it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, I would love to discuss um, the thief and the robbers. Um, if you want to know more of that, go read Ezekiel um, 47. It, it, it describes well what God is talking about when he talks about thieves and robbers in terms of shepherds. Uh, maybe even Zechariah 13 would be a good reference for that okay just picking up a bit of speed uh, I want to jump to John 10 verse 11 and verse 14 because we've now discussed um, the, the parable the story that Jesus tells that Jesus is the door that salvation is through him protection is through him provision is through him he is the door everything is in him our going in and our going out is is in him everything that we do he is the door now verse 11 he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 
Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. How beautiful is that? Um, God, Jesus coming to say, I am the good shepherd. I stand in the door and I lay down my life. And that's exactly what Jesus came to do. Is I, I substituted your death, my death with your death. I came and I, and I died on the cross um, so that your sins can be forgiven, so that you can be reconciled to the Father, so you may be part of the fold. And unlike any corrupt or false uh, shepherd that's ever shepherded you before or maybe hurt you, because I know that's real. I know it's real that people have been hurt by leaders and by shepherds. Despite that, Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the perfect shepherd who will lay down his life for you, who won't let you die so that he can be exalted. But in his death and your salvation, he is exalted. And that's the beauty of Christ is that in his death and in his resurrection, we have life and he is ultimately exalted. He is the good shepherd because his best interests our best interests are his best interests. And the second part of the the, the verse 14 is, is, is the, probably the most profound verse of this whole piece for me. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. He knows us. And my own know me. We can know him. Later on he talks about hearing his voice. We know him. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father... The Father and the Son of the Trinity, they know one another like in, they know one another on a divine level, on like a God level, which is, which is deep. And, and Jesus says something profound here. He says, I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep because I know them in this way. Just a beautiful psalm, Psalm 139. You can go and read just about how God knows us and how he formed us before we were even in our mother's womb. We had good thoughts about us. Psalm 139, you can go and read that in your own time. In closing, I just want to read to us, in light of what John 10 said, in light of what Jesus was sharing with us in John 10, I want to read to us Psalm 23. And I pray that, that the Holy Spirit would come and, and bring hope and encouragement and joy into our hearts from what the scripture says. From verse 1, the whole, the whole chapter 23. It's only a couple of verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In closing, Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus is the door. He is the way into the fold. He is the way to protection. He is the way to provision. 
Not in, every, not in the things that we do. Jesus is the way. He is the door. He is the one that allows us in because of his death and because of his resurrection. He is the good shepherd because he is perfect in every way. He knows us and we know him just as him and the Father know one another. And then in Psalm 23, and this is what, I, what I've been praying over the church this week. This is what I've been praying over us, that we would with boldness proclaim, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to green pastures, even though I don't know better. I wouldn't know where better if he didn't lead me. He leads me beside still waters. That there's no corruption or there's no fear or trembling or, or um, doubt or anxiety because he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in the right path for his name's sake. And even though I know there's many of us that are going through deep and dark valleys at this time um, in many facets of our lives. But even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That even though you're walking through the valley, Jesus is with you. And when you come into the fold at night, even though you're in the valley, Jesus is with you and he's lying in the door. So that no wolf may come in and kill and destroy. That no thief may come in and steal and kill and destroy. And that even in the face of your enemies, he, he, he sets a table for you. He sets a place at the table with you. He anoints your head. And that I pray that you would be able to say, my cup overflows because God is with me. Because he is the door and he is my good shepherd. Because Jesus is, God is, I am. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make your face to shine upon you. Remember, Jesus is the door. He is the good shepherd. He is the way, the truth and the life. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.